0: Welcome to the How to Start a Career course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the secret job search strategies of top candidates to find meaningful work, build your network, and have long lasting career success. If you want to learn how to land your dream job in any type of market, join us at Plato.University for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, welcome back. At this point, we've done a lot of work in the job application process. We turned in applications, we networked, we did phone interviews, we did regular interviews, and maybe we even did some tasks along the way. If we did a fantastic job on all of that and showed the employer we have the skills that they want, then you're to the point that you should be receiving a job offer. Now, never resign an existing job until you have an acceptable written offer in hand. If you don't have an offer in writing, then you don't have an offer yet. When that offer letter or employment agreement does arrive, you're in the final stages of negotiation. This is the time when you'll see if the written offer reflects your understanding of previous conversations, and you'll see if there's still some things you need to negotiate for. An offer letter should include specifics about your compensation package, start date, benefits, policies and procedures, and relocation issues. An employee handbook detailing everything you are entitled to as an employee may also accompany the offer letter. Depending on the type of role that you're going after, you may also get an employment agreement above and beyond the offer letter. In this, you would find everything that you do in an offer letter, but there'll be things about non-disclosure agreements, non-compete, severance, relocation, and other details that are addressed out fully. If you're receiving stock options, that'll probably come in its own agreement as well. Now, negotiation is gonna begin after you have an offer. That is, once the employer has said they like to hire you. Most people are so happy to get a job or awkward about the idea of negotiating that they never try. But 10 minutes of negotiation could mean major benefits over the next couple of years. So you need to actually consider doing it. Of course, you could negotiate for extra salary, but there's a dozen other things that you can negotiate as well, such as having the employer match your donations to a charity or negotiate to work on certain teams, have more flexible hours, work remotely, or learn certain skills. All of these things can make a big difference in your day-to-day happiness and career capital. Negotiation should be tried in most cases when you have an offer. Hiring someone takes months and consumes lots of management time. Once an employer has made an offer, they've invested many thousands of dollars in the hiring process. The top candidate is often significantly better than the next best. This means it's unlikely they'll let the top candidate get away for say just a 5% increase in cost. It's even more unlikely that they'll retract their initial offer because you tried to negotiate. Stay polite and the worst case is likely that they'll stick to their original offer. Negotiation should be most strongly considered when you have more than one good offer because then you have a strong fallback position. Now when you're negotiating a job, one of the things you're gonna care about most is obviously salary. It's something that must be discussed before you finally agree to take the job. Most employers will simply tell you the salary when they make you the offer. You can generally assume that unless the number is fixed by some corporate policy, there's some room to negotiate. Keep in mind that employers are always thinking about their budgets. If they can save money when they hire you, they can use those funds elsewhere. So they likely have a range for the salary, and it's your job to learn as much as you can about that range to ensure you get the best possible offer. But know what you're negotiating for. Before you start the process, be prepared within your own limits. What is the minimum you can or will accept? What would a more ideal yet realistic figure be? Be open to hearing whatever offer you are given and don't get fixated on one figure. Try to negotiate all the variables at one time. Avoid coming back to the employer with another negotiating point. Lay your cards on the table during the discussion. And why would you go through this negotiation process anyways? Because the single best time to negotiate salary is when you're starting a new job. You have the most leverage then. And with some preparation, you can earn five dollars to $10,000 more in a simple 10-minute conversation. Negotiating is 90% about mindset and 10% about tactics. Most people don't believe they should negotiate. They're afraid of being rude or having the employer rescind their offer. But that almost never happens, especially because the company may have already spent up to $5,000 recruiting you. If you negotiate, you explicitly communicate that you value yourself more highly than the average employee. Are you average? Of course not. You just went through so much showing them that you were above average. So then why would you settle for an average salary? You've explicitly made your case that you have these skills that can solve their problems and you showed them how you would do it. So don't be afraid to value yourself and to ask for the salary and other benefits that you want let's discuss how we can go through this negotiation process to make sure it's a win for us. By this point in the course you should already know what the first step is, going and doing some research. Before you go to any of the interviews and especially before you respond to the final offer letter, do some careful research on typical salaries for your field and in that organization. How do you tell whether the figure the employer first offers you is their starting bid or is their final offer? You come prepared by first doing some research on the field and that organization before you go into the interview. Careful research about the salaries in your field, combined with the knowledge from what you need from this job, could have a significantly positive effect on the amount of money you end up getting paid. Remember, you can't negotiate once you accept an offer. You must negotiate before you agree. After that, you are usually limited to whatever typical raises the organization offers each year. So to do your salary research, you can first start on the internet using websites like Glassdoor, PayScale, Salary.com, Indeed.com, SalaryExpert, and I'm sure there's a dozen more. Most of the time, you can search on these sites by geographical regions, positions, occupations, industries, and even sometimes specific organizations. So go to these sites and put in the type of position that you're negotiating in right now and see what the salary range is for it. You can also do salary research offline. And this is going to be done by going out and talking to people. You could talk to people at a university or college who train workers in your field. Some university career centers also post salary data for their alumni. You could contact a temp agency or an employment agency that hires individuals in your specialty and ask about what the typical salaries are. When you're doing the informational interviews, finding out about the company that you want to work for, You can ask those people what sort of salaries and benefits that you can expect. Most people aren't going to tell you what they're making specifically, but they might be able to give you a range. And if there's somebody that is a couple levels above you, they might be able to tell you what they started at when they first came into that position. The next important thing to know in negotiation is to remember that nobody cares about you. Most new employees are going to come to the table talking about how much they want to make. And as we already know, as a hiring manager, they don't really care what you want to make. So when you're negotiating, remember this, when it comes to you, your manager cares about two things, how you're going to make him or her look better and how you're going to help the company do well. So that means when you come to the negotiation, always frame your negotiation requests in a way that shows how the company will benefit. Don't focus on the amount you'll cost the company. Instead, illustrate how much value you can provide the company. For example, if your work's going to help them drive an initiative that will make them $1 million in the next year, point that out. Tie your work to the company's strategic goals and show the hiring manager how it'll make them look good. Highlight how you're going to make their life easier by being the go-to person that they can hand anything to. And remember that your company will make much more off your work than they pay you, so highlight the ways you'll help the company hit its goals. Your key phrase here is, let's find a way to arrive at a fair number that works for both of us. The next point to keep in mind as you go through negotiations is during the negotiation, never be the first one to mention a salary figure. Look, when you enter into this negotiation, the goals of you and the employer are different. You are trying to get the employer to pay the most that they can, and the employer is trying to pay the least that they can. Whoever mentions the specific point of negotiation first, generally loses. Now, sometimes the employer knows about this unspoken rule. So they might ask you the question during negotiation of what kind of salary are you looking for? Of course, they're trying to get you to name a figure first so that the conversation gets anchored there. But we want them to be the first ones to say a figure. So your counter move can be saying something like, well, I have researched typical salaries in this field, but I'm sure you have a general figure in mind and let them be the first ones to start putting a figure on the table. Now, as you go through this negotiation process, there might be some questions that they ask you in order to give further evidence that they should be hiring you for a higher figure. One of those questions might be, why should I hire you? Here you wanna keep your answer short and to the point. Demonstrate your grasp of the job's responsibilities, the typical problems that'll be occurring in your solving and the skills that allow you to solve those problems. They might also ask, what are you earning currently? or what were you making on your last job? Ideally, the offer you negotiate should be based on salary norms and on the value you bring to the job, not your salary history. Now, why do they need to know this? So they can offer you just a little bit more than what you're currently making. If you're asked, you could say something along the lines, "As I'm sure we can find a number that's fair for both of us. If they continue to press you, you can say I'm not comfortable revealing my salary, so let's move on. What else, what else can I offer you? If they continue to press and must absolutely know your previous salary, you can give them a short answer, which could include, I'm currently earning whatever salary amount you're earning, but I want you to know that a major reason for making a job change right now is to significantly increase my salary. I'm currently underpaid for my skills, experience, and contributions, and my capabilities are underutilized. Now, as they go through these questions, at some point, you're going to have to respond with the figure that you want. The best way to do this is by giving them a range. We've already done the research on the range that the employer likely has in mind based on what the typical salary for the field or position is. Your job is then to define an interrelated range for yourself relative to the employer's range. When we were doing our self inventory, we discussed what type of needs that we had, and that included salary. And we created a range for ourselves. A range defined by what's the least the employer may offer you, and what's the most the employer may be willing to pay to get you. One way to think about the position you're seeking is to consider what level of skill or expertise you bring to it. Many employers group their salaries according to whether the person in the role is new to the field, mid-range, or a leader. The salary ranges are generally adjusted based on where the individual falls in that range. So as you interview for a position, what category do you think you're in? So with the research of salaries in that field and an idea of where you fall within the skills and expertise levels, it's now time to make a range that is acceptable to you that falls within that employer's range. Suppose you guess that the employer's range for the kind of job you're seeking is 36,000 to 47,000. Before you go in for the interview, you figure out an asking range for yourself that you're going to use when and if they give you an offer and enter into the negotiation. The way that you frame your asking range is that the bottom of your ask should be near the top of what the employers ask. So when the employer has stated a figure, probably around their lowest point, in this case 36,000, you will be ready to respond with something along the lines of, I understand, of course, the constraints under which all organizations are operating these days but I'm confident that my productivity is going to be such that it will justify a salary in the range of 45000 to 55000 Now remember, as you're stating this range, be prepared to show the ways you will make money or save money for that organization, justifying precisely this higher salary you're asking for. Even if they accept your offer at the bottom of your range, you are still near the top figure of what they're willing to pay. Now don't forget to negotiate for more than just money and evaluate all the other non-salary factors, including bonuses, stock options, flexible commuting, or further education. Look, money is important, but your career trajectory is even more important. New jobs are pivotal points in your life that affect not just this job in the next couple of years, but your whole life going forward. They shouldn't represent decisions made without thought or purely just on salary. If you have plans for your life, which we know you do because you created a vision during your self-inventory, this isn't just another job. It's a step along your chosen path. So you want to land in an outfit that will help you move towards your goals. So evaluate the job and its potential. Negotiate for ways that you could work with certain people, be mentored by somebody, or gain other types of experiences that will help you along your path. Negotiate the type of projects that you may be working for, if you feel one's going to help you better along this path. Evaluate the corporate culture and negotiate things for a flexible work environment or working remotely. Think about the company's growth and direction. Maybe you're starting in a position that's lower than the one that you actually want. See if you can negotiate terms for steps of evaluation along the way. For example, let's say you're being hired for a junior designer. Make sure you ask questions about what it takes to get to be a senior designer. And negotiate times for when you'll be evaluated for taking the next steps towards being a senior designer. Understand their benefits package and see if these are the things that you need in your life. If there's something that's not there, see if you can negotiate that in. And if there's things in there that you're not gonna use, see if you can negotiate those out. There's a possibility that you could trade benefit options or skip benefits entirely and see if you can get paid a higher salary. You can also negotiate stock options, especially if this is an early stage startup. Now, a very effective negotiation tactic is to have another job offer. When you have another job offer, your potential employers will have a newfound respect for your skills. People like others who are in demand. So interview with multiple companies at once and be sure to let each company know when you get another job offer. But don't reveal the exact amount for that offer because you're under no obligation to do so. In the best case scenario, the companies will get into a bidding war and you'll be the one that's profiting in the end. Now, once you've gone through all of this, the discussion of the job, the finding out if they like you and if you like them, the salary negotiation, and the concluding discussion of the different benefits that you would also like, then you want to get everything they're offering summarized in writing and signed. Look, things happen and sometimes people forget what they say. So it's always best to have everything that you discussed in writing. Even if they sent you an original offer letter and you discuss negotiation on a call or through email, make sure that everything that you've discussed is given to you in a new offer letter. And if you're reaching the end, then most likely they should be giving you an employment contract that outlines everything that you've you've negotiated to this point. And you have every right to ask for this. If they refuse to give it to you, then you might want to be aware of working here. So for your activity today, I want you to practice negotiating with other people. This may not be your favorite thing to do, but it's gonna work better than you can imagine. If you practice out loud, you'll be amazed at how fast you can improve. And although it's going to feel weird, that weird feeling is going to allow you to get $5,000 to $10,000 more inside your pocket. And practice it enough that you're comfortable to actually be negotiating. So then when you go into the negotiation table with the people that you actually wanna work for, you're ready. Thank you for taking the How to Start a Career course. To get everything you need for your job search, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners, then visit plato.university slash courses slash career and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash career. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.